0: A big one welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lail Stone and Marion Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles, and we are so glad that you're here. Hello, and Welcome to the Aware Parenting Podcast. I am Layla Stone and I'm flying solo today. My lovely uh, co host Marion has been having some tech issues with her mic. And uh, so we decided we were just going to, we wanted to do some short little podcasts and we thought we'll just do them individually. So today I'm going to talk about when our child says, I hate you. And Marion's going to be doing a podcast soon about um, feeling heard as a parent when we we have big feelings around not feeling heard or listened to. So we've got some little solo bites, some short little podcasts that you can listen to that can hopefully give you some tips and tools to use uh, when when we have big feelings or when our children are coming towards us with some really big feelings. So this one, I hate you, is uh, something that many parents will um, probably know as quite a few parents have reached out to us saying, what do I do when that happens? When my child's so angry and they're saying, I hate you, or you're the worst dad in the world, or, you know, you're the worst mom. When all those big feelings are brewing, what do we do with that? So I would like to start by reminding you, as we talk about so often here on the Wear are Parenting Podcast, to look behind the behavior. So when we have a child who is in front of us saying, you're the worst and I hate you, what they're doing in that moment is really saying, hey, I have got a lot of feelings on board and I am trying to find the most Hurtful thing that I can say to you, or I'm trying to express my pain. So, if we can, first of all, just imagine that when our child is saying, I hate you, they're waving a little flag in front of us, going, Can you please help me? Like, this feels too big. I'm feeling really stressed. I'm really, really overwhelmed. And these are the words that I can find to express to you how I'm actually feeling. So the first step always is to look behind the behavior and go, "Mm, there's something going on here. And as we've talked about in so many of our other podcasts, perhaps they have just come home from a full day at kindergarten or school. Perhaps um, they've had a day where they've been rushed, you know, from one place to the next. Um, Perhaps one of their parents is away working at the moment. Perhaps there's a new baby in the family. Perhaps as a teenager, they're just trying to figure out who they are and they're feeling pressure from their friends or schooling. We always have to look what else is going on here because it's really important to remember that our children want to be in balance and want to stay connected to us and when they're not it's usually because something else is going on and often they need our help to unpack what's going on or to support them in it so they can find their way back into balance. So the first thing I really want to just stress is that when our child is saying I hate you it it, in the moment what they may be saying is I am so full up with my feelings I am so spent a lot of the time what they're saying is not what they mean you know they might feel I hate you in the moment because you're not letting me have more ice cream or you're not letting me go out with my friends, even though everyone's going to the party. Like they may be feeling that in the moment. But if we can look underneath that and behind that, then we can often see that there's a whole lot more causes for why those feelings are sitting there. So I think that's really helpful to start with, is if we can imagine it's them waving a red flag saying, "Oof, this is big for me right now. Now, the reason why I think it's really important, and Marion talks about this so beautifully, around what we are interpreting and what we're making it mean. So what are we telling ourselves in our head when our child says something like, I hate you or you're the worst in the world? Now, often we can get, well, not often, but I'd say most times when we get activated or we get angry, we are tapping into younger parts of us. And and I'm going to go into that a little bit more in a minute. But a lot of the time, if we are standing there and our child says that and our thoughts go to, how dare you? Or that is so disrespectful or often one that comes up a lot is, I would never be able to say that to my parents. I would have got in so much trouble if I had said that. Or Maybe another thought is, what what is wrong with you? Why are you so angry? Why are you so naughty? Why are you so bad? Why can't you be good like the other kids? So one of the things I think that's really important to lean into with so much compassion is what we're telling ourselves. What are we making it mean? What's going through our head? Because a lot of the time, much of the conditioning that we've had, uh, the wounds that we have from our own childhoods will turn up in our parenting in ways like that where we're looking at a child and we're like this is not okay this is not acceptable and if we are looking through that lens and we are having that inner dialogue go on then often it's going to be really hard to stand in our center or meet our child with compassion in that moment it's going to be really hard to to be able to see our our yeah, child when they're really angry and go, oof, you're having a hard time. I'm here, buddy. I'm here to help you. Because if we've got a lot of inner dialogue on that's making them wrong or why are they bad or, you know, this, this is disrespectful, then it's going to be very hard to get to the places where we can meet them where they're at. And so it's really good to challenge our thinking and to explore a little bit further as to, well, where does this story come from? You know, what, what do I believe or where is my place in this picture that is making me think that now this is where, you know, at Marion and I talk about this, a lot of you listen to our podcast. That when we have a reaction to our kids, it is ours to own. So, so often in situations like this with clients I've worked with, what comes up is feelings of being disrespected, of uh, it is rude and inappropriate for our children to say that. And, you know, it's okay to have feelings like that, you know, so, so often sometimes our inner dialogue can be like, how dare you say that? Do you, know, do you know how much I do for you? You know, do the washing and the cooking and the driving you places and all the things I try and do for you. And then that's what comes back at me, which again is another invitation into, you know, our own story and, and what we're making it mean. And perhaps that's a bit of an indication that we are not getting our own needs met. Maybe we need a break and that maybe we need some support. But often what can happen with thoughts like that, particularly around that, that is so disrespectful and how dare you speak to me that way, can be traced back to how it was for us when we were children. Now, one of the themes I have seen with so many parents I've worked with is that when we grow up in an environment where we're not allowed to be angry we're not allowed to be sad where we have to be good all the time or we do we must do what somebody says where we are good boys and good girls then odds are we never would have had the opportunity to say i hate you or i'm so angry or this isn't fair I know from so many of the adults I've, I've worked with, they say that if I had have said that, maybe I would have got smacked, I would have got sent to my room, I would have been given the silent treatment. It just wouldn't have been safe for me to say those things. And so often what we can see, as many of you will realize, is you know the wounds of our past and the stories that we carry there turn up in our parenting and they turn up in the ways around where we have big reactions. So using that example, if we grew up in a family where it was not okay for us to speak our mind, if we were not allowed to push back and say, that makes me mad or that feels unfair, then often what can happen is when we have our child in front of us saying, that's not okay and I am angry and I hate you, then often what's going to happen is it's going to tap us right back into that wound from our own childhood where the narrative is, I was never allowed to say that. I was never allowed to be like that. And what does that feel like? Well, that connection actually actually often feel quite painful. What that can feel like for you is, well, I never had the opportunity to express those feelings and and that hurts and, and that feels hard. And because as we are conditioned with many times as adults, when those feelings come up and they're painful, we try our best not to feel them. So we avoid them. We do that by repressing our feelings, checking out, or we get angry and we try and project it back onto our child. And so often what can happen in those moments is the, the anger or the outrage that we feel, and if we remember that anger is often a mask for the sad or the feelings that sit underneath, well, that anger and outrage towards our child is often masking the fact that when we were younger we never had the opportunity to be heard in the way we wanted to be heard. And that that is a deep wound that many of us carry. And it turns up in many places in our lives, not just around anger or tears. It can turn up in feeling like we're enough or taking risks or it turns up all the time for us. And so then when we have these beautiful children in front of us expressing these big feelings in big ways, it can often tap us into the fact that we were never allowed to do that. And that feels painful. And because we don't want to feel the pain, what we try and do is then shut down what's in front of us, or we get angrier and power over the little person that's in front of us. And so how do we work with that? Well, I invite you to just think for a moment of a time, perhaps when you were little, and even if you can't remember, maybe you can just close your eyes and imagine for a second a time when you felt really upset or really frustrated or really angry when you felt something was unfair I and mean, when you had all those feelings brewing and bubbling in your body and your parent was standing in front of you, what do you wish you could have said in those moments? What is it that you wanted them to know? What is it that your body was dying to express in those moments? Or usually it probably would have been some outrage or it's unfair or can't you see how much this is hurting me or or can you tell how angry I am? And if we had have yelled, I hate you or this is not fair or, you know, I am so mad, what is it that you would have wanted from your parent in that moment? Or did you want them to yell at you and tell you that you need to go to your room? Did you want them to just turn their back on you and keep doing what they were doing and walk away? Did you want them to tell you to stop being so dramatic and over the top? Did you want them to tell you to stop being selfish or ungrateful? I know most of the people, and what I would have wanted too, is an adult to be calm, to come closer towards us, look us in the eye and say, Hey, I can see how mad you are. Tell me more and meet us in our anger meet us in that rage meet us in that frustration because as they meet us with that particularly when they bring their calm then it's often the calm and the safety that helps to melt that storm and allow it to move towards the hurt and the pain that's probably sitting underneath and I know that really from asking these questions to the thousands of the parents then everyone says the same thing they wanted a parent who could sit in the fire with me who could say, hey, this is not too big for me, I can meet you, I'm here. And when your child is yelling, I hate you, really probably what we want to hear is, ah, do you know what, mate, I love you no matter what, it's okay that you hate me in this moment, I can see how upset you are, but I still love you, and you're doing a good job, keep going. Is that what you would have wanted to hear? I think that's what a lot of us would have wanted to hear in those moments. And so perhaps we can begin to understand or see that the hurts and the reactions that we end up having towards our children in those moments are our reactions and feelings from the past and they pop up in the future. And often we can't be our centered self because that hurt is still there. And it's just asking, hey, can you go back and lean into this a bit? Can you have a bit of a conversation in a dialogue with the younger parts of you to say, hey, that must have been hard and. And what did that feel like? And what did you need? And I'm sorry that that you didn't get what you wanted in those moments, but I hear you and I'm here as the adult part of me listening to the younger part of me. And as we do that and we're able to kind of own and feel the feelings from our past, then it gives us a greater capacity to meet what's in our future. It gives us a greater capacity to stand in our centre amongst the storm, Now, this can be super tricky to do, and we've done many episodes on this around you know, meeting our kids with their, their big feelings. It can feel really tricky. You know, it can feel dangerous. Sometimes it can send our nervous system into that fight or flight response. And, you know, that's where it's an invitation to keep doing the work on our bodies and our minds and our hearts to, you know, heal some of our childhood stuff. So we can find that calm amongst the storm and be present with our kids. You know, if you find it really tricky to be that, then I often say that's a beautiful invitation to get some support to suit to help those younger parts of you so you can turn up in the way you want and it's big work I I know it's big work Marion knows it's big work we've both had to do this to be able to meet our children in their fire and their anger and stand there and say hey I love you even when you bring this side of yourself to me I'm here and I'm not going anywhere and you know this may be something to try next time that your child says i hate you or you're the worst mum in the world or you know "I, i can't stand you dad or whatever it is is to take a deep breath and to get really anchored and calm and say to our child yep i hear you are mad at me and you hate me but i still love you and i'm here and i'm not going anywhere and see what happens now what can sometimes happen in that moment is they get angrier because that safety and calm you bring gets them closer to the feelings that are causing it in the first place. And sometimes they get madder. But then often if we can stay anchored and centered and and be present, then that anger will move into the tears. And the tears are that is the beautiful healing that we want, those big, beautiful sobs and crying and tears where their body then begins to relax and find its center and they come back. that balance place and usually they come in close and often when children have the opportunity to do that many times they'll actually come and repair Um, they'll come and say I'm really sorry for saying that and I don't hate you and because that's the truth your child does not hate you in that moment they're just saying to you I am full up I am stressed. I am angry that things aren't going the way I want. I feel out of control. They're often the messages that are coming out in those moments. And yet perhaps they don't have the words or the knowledge of how to express that yet. So what they're doing is they're they're bringing in a way in the best way they know how, which is words like that. So again, when we see the bigger picture here, you know, how can we hold for them in the middle of that big storm or or hold for them whilst those big feelings are coming how can we anchor ourselves enough to know that those big words that they're saying to you that really behind them there is something else and and what we need to do is bring that safety so that whatever is fueling that fire it is able to be released and they find their way back to that center point I think another thing to also keep in mind, too, and it's not just about the words, I hate you, but sometimes kids will use words that are big and can feel a bit um, scary for us. You know, often in the teenage years, we can hear teens saying, I hate you, but sometimes it can also be, I don't want to live anymore. And I wish I wasn't here. And And they are big, scary words to hear from our teens. And I often say to many parents of teens, it's really good to clarify with them in that moment. I really hear what you're saying and that you're really unhappy. And I just want to clarify when you say that, what do you mean? Does it mean that you don't want to leave? Does it mean that things just don't feel good at the moment? And, you know, those conversations can feel really uncomfortable to have but they're really important to have so that we can really hold for our teens and say yeah I'm hearing how big this is for you how can I support you what can we do because sometimes I find children or teens will use words like that and it's not because they necessarily mean it but they're trying to express to us in those moments this is how much pain I'm feeling or this is what feels so difficult for me in the moment these are the words I know to try and express that Now also I just want to flag that sometimes they are, there is, you know, what they're saying is what they do mean and that's why it's always really important to prioritise connection and communication where we make it safe enough for our kids to come and tell us how they feel, you know, because no matter what feelings our kids have, whether it's a 3-year-old or a 14-year-old, in those moments when all that big stuff is going on, what they deeply want and need, which is the same for us as adults, is another safe person who can sit beside us and say, I see you and this is hard and this is not too big for me and I'm here and I'm listening and I'm here to help you. And so no matter what they're saying or no matter what it looks like, if we can bring that calm presence, if we can bring that holding to that situation and say, hey, this is big and I'm right here, I'm right with you, then that safety starts to be felt by them and they're able to move those big feelings and move more into possibility so that they can move forward or they can release whatever's going on so what can we do in the moment next time your child is really angry they're really mad they're saying i hate you they're they're you know they're expressing their frustrations again the invitation is to get centered feel anchored within yourself is come towards your child and say, yep, I, I see, I see you hate me and I still love you and I'm still right here and it's okay for you to be angry. You might want to say something like, I'm not willing for you to hurt your brother. I'm not willing for you to hurt your property. Of course, it's every about keeping everybody safe, but really our words and our energy are expressing, this is not too big for me and I can see behind the behavior and I'm here and I'm here to help you. So I hope that helps. For any of you parents whose kids have got these big feelings and they're bringing to the, them to you in big colorful ways. Sometimes that also involves swearing. Sometimes it also involves a lot of protection, a projection of the hurt and the pain they're feeling. It takes a lot of strength and, anch- and anchoring to hold that. I know how tricky it can be, but that's what our children are asking from us. Can you be this center point amongst the storm? Do you still love me even when I bring my most messy self? Are you still here? You know, okay. Is this okay? That's what they're really asking. So I hope this is this little snippet has been of some help to you if you are navigating this with your child. Uh, you know, the the bigger picture of all of this is that when we can meet our kids in their storm, when we can hold that, when we can we can stand there with the messiest parts of them, it sets up an imprint in them that says, "Hey, I'm not too much," and you know, this parent in my life can meet me. And, you know, they love me even when I bring this this messy part of myself. And that is a powerful imprint to have because what it says is, you know, I am enough, I'm okay, even when, when these parts of me show up. And if that's the work that we can do as parents, then we're doing a beautiful job with our children. All right, everyone thank you for being here for this little snippet. I hope it's been helpful. Thank you again to everybody for sharing our podcasts and rating and reviewing, and please keep your suggestions coming if you want to message us through Instagram or Facebook, if there's a topic you would like us to cover. I think Marion's going to do the next one on her own, and then we'll come back together again and, uh, and have a wonderful conversation. So take care, everybody, and go gently. Thanks for joining us on the Aware Parenting Journey. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Aware Parenting Podcast. You can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marionrose.net. We wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey.